0: Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hanging Nine, the best London Spitfire and British Hurricane fan podcast. I am Lemon Tree. And I am not Squiddy. He is not about this week
1: uh, or next week, in fact. So I am Cameron, uh, your editor and and producer and stuff. And this week host, you're stuck with my horrible voice. Hello.
0: Hello. Yes, you are. You are no stranger to the podcast. You have appeared on our uh, on our live episode in the past. And of course, yes, our, our regular editor and producer in chief. Um, so thank you for, for stepping in and not making me do this by myself. It is appreciated. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but speaking of doing things by themselves, Super played Genji this weekend and basically put the team on his back and dragged them through their match uh, against Boston. And I don't think I've seen a more ridiculous sentence come out my mouth on this podcast than super playing genji but here we are firstly that was a buttery smooth transition
1: secondly <laughs> i think it might be a bit much to say he put them on his back i mean <laughs> okay 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 Ch- choy and smurf definitely it was all in the transition <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah but uh dude stepped up when his team needed him which is uh there had mm. been rumors that super was good on genji for a while there had been a uh, Various memes and stuff floating about in the Overwatch We chats and comments <laughs> and stuff about Super wanting to play Genji and the coach not letting him. Uh, and then, yeah, it turns out San Francisco Shock are all made of robots who are programmed to just play Overwatch perfectly no matter which hero they pick up. So, who knows? This week, Super on Genji. Next week, it'll be. We'll have Choi on Bastion and Twilight on May. Whatever. <laughs> San Fran just
0: can't be beaten, apparently. No, it it seems like it's almost physically impossible for San Fran <laughs> to be beaten. Of course, they are; they have been beaten somewhat recently. But um, yeah, just the idea that their players can flex like this—like we had it with um, Sinatra, really, where he'd flex mm. from, you know, the other way round, going from uh, more of a DPS to obviously being really good on Zarya. And it's yeah, just so interesting to to see the flip around. Like I. I I would love to be in a fly on the wall when they were like devising this plan. Like, People were saying, oh, did they have like internal scrims, like Genji 1v1s, to see who like was the best Genji player, well, to so <laughs> so see who could step in. This
1: is the rumour, isn't it? Is that when um, they put the call out after the Summer Showdown that they were looking for players, that wasn't just a looking for players outwardly. That was, And this is all speculation, so I don't speak with any authority. But the rumour is that mm-hmm. they were looking for players outside and inside their organisation to play Genji. And that they have actually trialed uh, a number of players, which we'll get to in a second. But they've they've trialed within San Fran as well. And the person who played the best Genji was Super. Um, and it's really interesting because it's 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 a testament again to that coaching staff that mm. they mentioned when Sinatra left that they are looking to make Super into the new Sinatra. That they are trying to make him into that figurehead of the team. Um, into the big leader, but also into this person who knows over what so well that they can just say, right, you know, oh no, all of our healers have been struck down by coronavirus. Go and play a flex heal, and he can do it. And clearly, it's working because I don't think that Super at the start of the year would have been that comfortable out of out of tank role, um, especially on the big stage. But the dude stepped up without even blinking.
0: Yeah, it's it's so impressive. Like, like Genji isn't like an easy hero. Like, it's not like it's really like comparable to like the tank players that he was playing. Like, it's it's one of the most you, you know unique sort of to Overwatch sort of characters. Mm. You know, maybe up there with Doomfist in terms of the way that he works. Like, what other games are you throwing shurikens, but also you know cutting people with blades in an FPS game? Like, there just isn't really any sort of comparison. And for him to like flex over like that is. It's just so impressive to me, and like I love that the casters were like absolutely losing their minds as like he got like, not even especially like flashy plays, but like you know a cheeky two k dragon blade. Like they were absolutely losing it. Like yes, yeah, and and, it, and like I love that. And like okay, the the dude played pretty safe when he dragon bladed,
1: especially against Boston. Mm. Like you know, if this was Sparkle against Boston, he would have dragon bladed and in one swipe wiped the whole team, but. Mm-hmm. that's kind of the play of San Fran. They know when to aggress and they know when to pick what they need to to win a fight. And he fitted in really well with that team. And, and just like you say, he is an incredibly unique character because when you think about the people who have those hero pools, Sparkle's hero pool is Genji Doomfist Pharah. Shui, to some extent, mm-hmm. is Genji Doomfist Pharah. Tuba, Genji Doomfist Pharah. now super is genji (laughs) reinhardt what the hell (laughs) i mean i saw
0: someone say oh you know it's like you know what's what's the difference between swinging a blade and swinging a hammer you know it's it's all the same yeah (laughs) yeah it's perfect that's what's gonna overwatch 2 they're all just gonna
1: combine much like bren last week on plat (laughs) chat reinhardt's gonna have a massive sword and genji will throw hammers at people
0: we uh we live in hope um, <laughs> uh, do we really though it will- <laughs> yeah, it will be interesting to see if they um progress with super in any kind of way. On, on the Genji, you'd think this this would be a well, this is a successful showing. With the caveat, of course, that it is only against Boston. Um, but yes, just before we came on here, in fact, as as always tends to happen on a, <laughs> on a on a recording day, we get some semi-breaking news um, that San Francisco Shock have signed uh, Tayo, um, uh, subject to league approval. But he is a um, a DPS, and I suppose importantly for this discussion, a a Genji player from uh, Third Impact.
1: Yeah, so he's uh, he's from the same team as Kevster, who got picked up by uh, the Gladiators recently and has had a really good showing. Uh, and also, just as a quick aside, it came out this week that actually Kevster was being um, looked at by quite a number of teams that Washington Justice uh, supposedly offered him a contract as well as somebody else. So this team seems mm. to be in very high demand. Um, and yeah, it's going to be really interesting now that We've seen super on Genji, but it seems like he's probably gonna go back to his regular role in place of Tayo. but also we've got this guy who's coming into the top team now who hasn't doesn't uh, you'd assume doesn't have that kind of connection in, with them yet like maybe he scrims amazingly mm. well. Um, but it could go one of two ways, right It could either be that this guy's a Genji specialist and he's the equivalent of Sparkle to Paris. Or it could be that he's <laughs> the Genji specialist and he's the equivalent of Who Are You to New York. They are both incredibly talented players and I imagine Tayo would be as well to fit into the shock. But on one side, you've seen that that connection and that new blood bring a team right to the forefront. And on the other hand, whenever Who Are using in the lineup, we see New York kind of flounder a lot. So it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes.
0: Yeah. No, Yeah. You, you're totally right. And. I suppose it is slightly different to traditional sports where you might see a sort of slot in a bit easier um you know from a fresh week, but yeah, I don't know, like their first match next week is uh against Florida, the shock, so it will be interesting to see whether they do uh, go with Tayo or if they sort of stick with Super in this Genji role, assuming you know they're gonna run the Genji um but the fact that this says subject to league approval um I don't know what the turnaround time is on that, maybe it won't even be. Approved by the time that the matches take place this weekend, uh, because it is Friday at 10 uh, p.m., um, that match against Florida. So may- maybe the approval won't be done by then. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it will be interesting to see if he slots in, um, straight away or not.
1: Yeah, so I, I actually reckon we will see him play this week. We've seen that pending league approval asterisk before, um, and where we've seen it before, it was the biggest ones I can remember was on Stitch and, um, Janu for the Washington justice. And they played in Korea that week when they were picked up. Um, Mm. If I, if I were to do the inside baseball bit, I reckon what's happened is they've given him a two week contract uh, pending legal approval. And then if he shows up, he'll probably just slot into the team full time. Um, What is interesting though, is uh, this week it came out that they are looking at the next experimental patch that they expect it to be up within a week um, and it has two major things on it which is a new experiment on Moira and how she'll work and Genji nerfs um, and I don't expect that this will nerf him into the ground but you do have to wonder if with Brig being nerfed as hard as she was and she really enabling Genji in the Summer Showdown and now Genji receiving a little bit more balancing as well is it possible that Shocker putting a lot of eggs into a basket that won't be needed come the time of
0: the finals. That is, that is a good point. Um, I suppose if you're right about the two week thing, then you know you invest for two weeks and then you know you don't have to renew if that is the case. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I suppose if they haven't really got anyone to cover that sort of um, style of character in in their hero pool at all, they probably just want it in their back pocket more than anything. Yeah, true. Um, I know the meta doesn't shift as much or in the same sort of way as it used to necessarily. Now that, you know, hero pools are in and I think the Overwatch League and whoever balances Overwatch has sort of got a better handle of it now. It doesn't, you know, fluctuate quite as wildly as it used to. Um I, But I think they definitely want someone covering that sort of position. And, you know, if they want Super uh in a tank position, I don't know if he's like a key shot caller for them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't really do that from the Genji. Then, yeah, maybe Tayo is... uh is a player they want long-term.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to think about it. And I guess we've seen metas fluctuate more, but more stably this time around. Like, Mm. it's not been like GOATS, where it was one meta for six months and then something drastically different. It's been... It's very much been um, every three or four weeks we've seen a different turnaround. Um, Mm. Also, the way you said that sentence, whoever balances Overwatch, like, I know that's not the way you meant it, but (laughs) it sounded like you were, like... There's Bob in the background and he's just like, you know, add plus five to Genji. We'll see him for three weeks and then <laughs> minus seven from Moira. She'll be gone forever. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, who knows? You mean that's not how it works.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> News to me. Good good old Dave at his computers. Like, oh, I feel like some Tracer this week. Um, no, but you're right. Like, who knows? In three weeks, it could be a Farah meta. In three weeks, it could be an Echo meta. You know, you guys were talking last week on the show about how Echo was a a massive redefining hero for Overwatch, and we've not seen her that much. But in, like, two weeks, maybe we will. So, yeah, you probably do need that... um, You probably do need that kind of... That utility in in your back pocket. And you would think that that would suit us, London, a little better, Um, considering that we have more players than sense in some cases <laughs> um, that, <laughs> that fill a huge amount of roles um, but then the other way of looking at it is someone like San Fran where they can take a player who's very good at one thing and coach them to be extremely good at a few things um, so yeah it, it, you, you're probably right there that even if it is you know uh, who knows what meta next week a May Torbjorn meta next week they probably do want to <laughs> keep him um, in mm-hmm. the back pocket f- f- to have in case that meta shifts and they need that expertise
0: yeah no, I think you're right well uh let's let's break down the results of uh, of this past weekend for for super uh, and his pop-off Genji <laughs> Vancouver Titans nil, Paris Eternal, three. Houston Outlaws two, Dallas Fuel, three. Hangzhou Spark three, Seoul Dynasty, nil. Guangzhou Charge three, London Spitfire, one. Chengdu Hunters three, New York Excelsior, two. Vancouver Titans nil, Los Angeles Gladiators, three. Washington Justice nil, Toronto
1: Defiant three San Francisco Shock three Boston Uprising nil Los Angeles Valiant nil Atlanta Rain three Paris Eternal three Toronto Defiant nil Atlanta Rain one Florida Mayhem three Boston Uprising nil Los Angeles Valiant three That's a lot
0: of matches that is a lot of matches, and that's a lot of 3-0s as well. A lot, a lot of 3 A lot of convincing wins.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then, so interestingly, a lot of convincing wins one day, and then a lot of very unconvincing wins the next. So, like, uh, Atlanta <laughs> against Los Angeles Valiant looked amazingly strong. Atlanta versus Florida, totally floundered, <laughs> couldn't get anything done. Uh, Boston versus (laughs) San Fran actually looked surprisingly okay, like a bit like okay for Boston, quite lost at times, Mm. but they did take a map and they did shut Super down at times then go on to the Valiant who lost, just absolutely wiped by Atlanta totally 3-0'd them convincingly Um, (laughs) Paris turn up perfect both times, of course, unsurprisingly there. Chengdu, who should have been 3-0'd by New York take the win 3-2, like Every week feels like upset potential at this point, and I have no idea it feels like upset potential except us who upset Hangzhou the one time
0: <laughs> uh yeah, that is the one sort of disappointing thing, but uh that we yeah we can't seem to to manage any of these these flip upsets. We get one Mako against charge, and we do look good on that map to be fair, and you know, I don't think we're beaten like completely into the ground like there are times during these maps in particular where you know charge do just look you know a cut above us like even when you know when we're even on alts or or what have you mm. they just seem to have the mechanical skill or the teamwork to be able to outplay us you know regardless um of what the condition is and we're a growing team we're a developing team you know we we say that often um but the fact that we can consistently, you know, take maps off these top tier teams like Charge. Um, I think we did it with Dragons recently as well. But yeah. like that ability to not get, you know, completely destroyed. I think it's definitely encouraging.
1: Yeah, and there's something in it that... it's. I don't think it's a problem of talent. I think it's a problem of consistency. To give us the benefit of the doubt, we did take a map here and we did give them a close a close fight at times. Um, And we also Mm. haven't seen Shanghai play since they were defeated by Guangzhou. So we're going into this Mm. week facing up against Shanghai, but this might not be the same Shanghai that we saw and that we've struggled with before or that we've held well before. You know, they struggled with the Genji meta and the Genji meta has only got stronger since. So Mm. is this, you know, do we have the benefit now of losing to Guangzhou and having a chance or do we have the struggle that we haven't seen Shanghai it's 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 a really interesting one and um i don't know that i don't know that we're going to see amazing success this year i don't you know i i hope we can make play is it play-ins or playoffs i hope we have a chance of getting closer up the ranking Mm. um and i certainly trust us to try um but i i'm i'm under no aspersions that you know we're gonna have a sudden playoff run (laughs) <laughs> um, we might do but I think more there's something in the the teaching moments here in and the, the the learning moments we have got better um, over hmm. time I think but then also this you know this season has been massive in terms of what we expected We should have nearly been finished the whole season by now and we're still looking for this to go into August September maybe even October um you know hmm. I feel like the hunger that the players came out with, in the first couple of weeks, we don't see in the same way anymore. I remember that first match against New York, every second felt like it had clutch potential. That the mm. that um, King's row map, the first one with New York, with Sanguinar, where he was just constantly <laughs> pressuring and giving them a little annoyance on the point, and that felt like a team that was desperate to be like, hey, we're not rookies. Now that, Now we've shown mm. we're not rookies, but we need to take time to show that we're actually champions. And that's not going to happen overnight.
0: No, I think you're right. Um I think yeah, I think you make a good point about the sort of the length of the season. Like I don't know if we knew explicitly, you know, when the season was going to end, but with all the gaps and the way that they've reformatted it, I think it's definitely definitely extending a lot further than the players would have, you know, initially uh envisioned and you know they're in lockdown a lot of them like us so they've got all the same sort of you know mental pressures of being in the same four walls but you know maybe even more so because they're like chained to their desk you know grinding Overwatch. they uh you know they don't have that same sort of uh well they've they've got the same sort of experience that we have but i think you're right maybe it's sort of that mental capacity is um is creeping in a bit and yeah maybe the drive isn't quite there um I'm I'm still quite optimistic for this season. Uh sorry, for next season, um, as well as this. Um, like you say, I'm hopeful we can push into the play ends and not be completely out by the time that the postseason rolls around. Yeah. But I think next season is really what most Spitfire fans are looking forward to most. You know, once we've got this grounding underneath us we can sort of kick on and hopefully do um be a lot more competitive next season than this. But yeah, not to write this season off, you know, entirely though.
1: <laughs> no, but like I mean not to be blunt about it, but at the start of the year, there were a lot of people who did write this season off. Like, if you if you go and look at Platchat power rankings um, at the start of the season, nobody had any idea where to put us. We might have been the best in the league that no one expected. We might have been under Boston because nobody knew who our team was. Like, people knew a little mm-hmm. bit about Glister, a little bit about Fuse, a little bit about Bernard. But I don't think anyone would have expected expected like Mac to have the presence he has or Babel to, mm. to turn up as a as a scan as a decent hitscan player and like something that's quite interesting about the way we've taken this year is that i have no idea who's playing for us this weekend <laughs> like i and i don't think you can say that about any other team even the teams that have either wide rosters or are really struggling like even boston i know it's going to be ben best jerry color hex Min-Bong. I mm. know those four will be in there. I know Glister will probably be in there. But, like, it could be, although, on the Genji, mm. it could be Shui. We might have J-Mac on Reinhardt. It might be Jihun on Reinhardt. Like, it, Sanguinar mm. might turn up. Highly might turn up. And there's something in that that, like, this is clearly a rebuild year for us as well. And the coaches have been quite upfront about that in that we don't have a starting six. And that's probably for the better because if we had mm. the starting six we had six weeks ago, we... We've still got Glister on Tracer. It's fine, it's clean, but it's not Genji meta. Like to some extent, we're the perfect team for Hero Pools. If Hero Pools came in in a year's time, <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they, they came
0: in now. They came in yeah. right at the last
1: minute. <laughs> um, what were your takeaways from no, the? Yeah. What were your takeaways from the Guangzhou match? What did you? What were your thoughts on how we played?
0: Um, I thought we were like the the Nepal map was was interesting to watch and like how we were um I think it was on Sanctum where we like controlled the choke really well and we sort of kept them out, um, and like ma- taking those maps like a hundred to one though that, that was really, you know, really exciting and really really good to see, um, excuse me, <sighs> um, but I don't know charge are a cut above and, oh yeah. I th- like yeah, I don't want to get too you know disenfranchised or whatever, but you know us going three to two on Gibraltar and three to um to three to four on like Icon and things like that, we definitely are keeping competitive, and that's that's sort of what you got to keep in mind is yeah we're not we're not that far away, but you know Overwatch is a game of small gains and small margins and. Um, that is what ultimately separates uh, the top from the bottom. It's that level of consistency to be able to do it on a regular basis. Like, yes, sometimes we're really good and sometimes we can keep it close, but also sometimes we make too many small mistakes and we get punished for them. But um, no, encouraging overall. Encouraging, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think um, the the way that we're controlling... Good moments is so much better than the way we used to at the start of the season. Um mm. we we've come a long way in that sense. I was slightly conflicted about Shui on the Genji. I'm very, very high on although he is mm. probably my favourite player in the squad at the minute. And so I think I'd rather have yeah. him on Genji, but I don't know that he or Shui would have outplayed either person well enough for me to say they're our go-to like although was our go-to for echo i don't know that i could say the same for him on genji i just don't know that i could say the same for shui either um and yeah it's like we said you know the seasons long is taken a lot longer than we thought it would um and that's to our benefit as viewers but ultimately there are there are 12 people stuck in the same place struggling (laughs) to make a lot of progress and just playing overwatch all day you know Stuff isn't necessarily going to go perfectly every time, and we've come a long way. That's
0: okay. No. no, you're right. But yeah, I like I like the look of all those as well, and I really quite like Hiley as well. Yeah. Um, on support, he's I think he's been one of the mo- more stand out players um, of the team. Um, always seems to put a good shift in, regardless of yeah what support character he's on. So he's sort of been one of my one of my standouts definitely.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think highly Krillin, Sanguinar. Um, are an incredible DPS line and frankly I wouldn't have said that about Krillin in last year's Spitfire squad um, but his experience is, is showing clear mm. I think this year um, and that's really good um, Sanguinar has again been flexing and showing off where he is in terms of the the global top 10 of the, of the top 10 healers in the world uh, he is above profit mm. twice uh, on a Sanguinar London account and then his regular Sanguinar account which is nice Um,
0: yeah good stuff (laughs) that's good to see that's good to see Um, but there have been changes at Spitfire uh, recently Um, recently announced today I think it was um, that we have a coach leaving Spitfire awesome guy who uh, used to play for Florida in the first season and was also a Florida coach at one point has uh, has left us um, no news yet on exactly where he's going or if he's got any plans for afterwards but um, but yeah, sad to see, you know, a member of the Spitfire staff leave in any capacity. So uh, I know I wish him well, and I'm sure uh, Squiddy does and, and yourself as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he, as well as being a coach for Florida, uh, he also was a coach involved with Gen B, which is, uh, rumours are, if they are true, that that's where a relationship between Sanguinar and London started. Um, so he may well also be responsible for one of our extremely well respected um healer players as well, so absolutely it's a it's a shame to see him leave um and we wish him well, although it was a mutual parting he's not been let go of um so it seems like it's a it's not a kind of sudden thing to them at least it seems like it's on the right terms mm. um which is the best thing you can hope for these things,
0: yeah, no absolutely, absolutely. Um and so that brings us on to looking at the week ahead where we play uh, Shanghai Dragons. Oof. Um I'm under no illusions that this is gonna be an easy ride. Um it's Saturday, it's eleven AM, so you can sit down and uh, lovely and watch it with your with your breakfast cereal for having like a late a late breakfast. Um uh, but yes, us versus the dragons. Um it's not gonna be easy. and we don't seem to have a very good record against the dragons, particularly this season, I don't think. So I think it would be a lot like the the Charge game. Um, predicting us we'll probably take a map off dragons. Probably the first map, knowing us. We seem to like control points at the moment, uh, even if we haven't done so uh, historically uh, with the old Spitfire squad. Um, and yeah, I, I imagine we're not going to get whitewashed. We're not going to get completely destroyed. But dragons are just a cut above us and they're probably going to walk away with a victory, unfortunately.
1: I... I'm not sure that I agree with you. In fact, I'm not sure I agree with you. Ooh. I'm not sure I agree with you about any of these things. It's 11 a.m. on Saturday. I don't think you should be having breakfast cereal. It's been a tough <laughs> year. You buy yourself some crumpets. <laughs> you know, you get some butter, maybe a bit of jam. You sit down at the breakfast table, and I think you're gonna watch <laughs> us walk away with a three-two victory. Oh, bold,
0: bold, bold prediction! Crumpets
1: on a Saturday, mad lad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I, I in, in my view crumpets are, are best served on the weekend. I think that's too it's too too much of a premium breakfast to be having uh you know in in the week. Probably that's, a, that's, gonna, a, that's a weekend treat, you know. I'm
1: probably gonna delete this in the edit, but I have crumpets for lunch today <laughs> and I felt like a f-
0: monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man um, oh. Back to Overwatch. Um <laughs> We've looked. I think we've looked at our best against Shanghai when we're countering their dives. Well, I think double shield they mm. kind of have our number. Like um, fearless is just so strong as a tank. Fletter is so strong mm. in terms of peeling for his tanks and keeping us back. But when we were shutting down their dives in um, not the summer showdown, the tournament before the main melee, we actually did a pretty decent job of of holding them, and they looked like they were struggling on this meta. Um, I think giving us the benefit of the doubt of learning from Guangzhou, considering how well we can coach from one week to another, if we still have a handle on how they're diving, if Glister can get in front of their dives and shut them down and give room for Aldo or Shui to um, exploit the weaknesses they showed as a Genji specialist, we might have a chance here. Um, I think Arisa being out hurts J-Mac a little bit here. Um, I think mm. G- uh, Arisa is his strongest hero And also being able to rely on Jihun On Arisa helps a little bit um, So that might put us at risk But I, I don't know, I give us a fair shout
0: Okay, fair enough I, as, as I say, I'm going to have to disagree I think dragons <laughs> are a cut above But uh, Oh, they're a uh, cut above for sure But, yeah. you know, we might have a chart, I think we We might have a chance It's been a strange year Stranger things have happened. So you're saying... I can't, a uh, I can't completely um, completely wipe that out. Um, are there any other big games from this weekend you wanted to uh, to highlight? Mm,
1: let's have a look. Uh, Philly Fusion versus LA Gladiators could be quite interesting because uh, Fusion mm. have arguably been on a downward spiral. Um, although EQO has picked <laughs> up Genji and is looking better. Gladiators were much the same. They were looking like hot garbage for a couple of weeks. But now they've got Kesta, <laughs> a Genji Specialist, and they're looking up. So this could very much be the fight of the Genji Specialists carrying their teams. Um, that could be a, a definite flatter deadlift moment, and we'll see where that goes. <laughs> uh, Mayhem, Washington, Justice could be interesting. Mayhem, have looked on the up. So of Justice, that could also be a similar thing. And then I think New York, Guangzhou will, um, will be a very good match.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting because New York losing to Hunters this week, you feel like they they kind of might come into this game with a proper point to prove mm. and really want to you know right that wrong as it were. And the thing because it th- felt like New York just didn't take Hunters seriously enough, and I think they're definitely going to take Charge seriously enough. So it's, it'll be quite a close game. The interesting thing about that match as
1: well was I don't know that it was because New York looked rough. I actually think Chengdu found a stride for the first time in the league. Um, and it makes me very worried about the ability that they might have to to upset us <laughs> in the coming weeks. Um, but if it is the other way around and if Chengdu is still the same Chengdu, then that's that spells really bad times for New York. Um, you know, they went in with Who Are You and that didn't work out, but then Huxol didn't seem to pull it back much in the other direction either. So It's going to be an interesting match because New York don't seem to be at their best, but Guangzhou also don't have Neptuno, and Nero has just had to go back to the USA for his visa. So they're two people Mm. down, but their B team looks amazing. Like, it's a really... It's a real toss-up of a match, that one. Um, Mm. And it'll either be that it comes out that Guangzhou look amazing and undefeatable and they're going to be the best, or New York look like they have something to prove, or they both look lost...
0: And then you mm. have to start to wonder about the APAC region generally, which is very interesting. No, definitely. It will absolutely be be interesting. And that game's right after ours on uh, on Saturday, so scheduled roughly for 1pm. But who knows, if uh, if we go the full distance, maybe it'll be, it'll be longer, maybe it'll be shorter. Um, but if you do want to be watching those with your fellow Hangar 9 engineer, engineers... Get yourself on down to the Hangar Nine Discord and uh, participate in our digital viewing parties. Um, there will be we're always there for the the London Spitfire games to hang out and chat with your fellow uh, Spitfire fans. Um, so get yourself on down in there. Absolutely. We can also be found on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Nevetslt. That's N E V E T S L T. And uh, our comrade in arms, Squiddy, is on Twitter at Squiddy57. Uh,
1: and I am also on Twitter. You can find me at my day-to-day account at CaptainZep. Uh, and if you exclusively want hot takes, spicy predictions, <laughs> and crap memes for the Overwatch week, you can find me at CamverWatch. That's like Overwatch, but with Cam at the front of it.
0: Nice. Thank you. And uh, yes, be f- sure to follow Hang a Nine on all your social media channels as well. We're at Hang a Nine on Twitter. I think we're at LDN underscore Hang a Nine on Instagram. And of course, we have a Facebook page too. And if you think you can be a digital producer and you have the sick digital producing skills that Hangar 9 is looking for and you're of course listening to the podcast so you're definitely interested in esports and Spitfire, make sure you apply to be a digital producer so you can join us and help uh, spread the word about Hangar 9 to the world. Absolutely,
1: if you think you have the talent and passion to share your love for the London Spitfire, uh, please come and join us. More talent and more voices are always a good thing Uh, and with that I think we're out.
0: That's right, this is a YouTube video, so be sure to smash that like button, as all the cool kids say. And until next time, wash your hands and hang loose.